Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Episode 24, Dating After Lockdown with Dimitri Raftopoulos. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready? Set? Go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Race for the Ring. I want to talk to you about baubles and bling before we get started with our amazing guest today. Everybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of jewelry. I'm a huge fan of pretty much everything that you could put on your body, like clothes and shoes and pocketbooks and beauty and things like that. But Lately, because I'm not dressing the way I once did when I was constantly doing meetings and going out for social events and the like for work, I have been investing more so in my bling. And one of my favorite, favorite places to shop, they have an online site, they have a huge presence in social media, and they also have a store in Northern New Jersey is called Burko's Fine Jewelry. They make absolutely everything in-house. It all can be custom-made to your liking. And the best part is if you see something that you love elsewhere, they can create it for most likely a fraction of the price. They're family owned and operated, multi-generational and absolutely incredible. Some of my favorite pieces that I've been wearing and you'll see me in social media are uh, the smaller like stud diamond earrings. I recently added some additional piercings to my ear for a very long time. I only had the traditional one piercing and then um, I increased it to two and now I have three on one of my ears and I love the look where you can kind of have earrings like kind of crawling up your ear and it looks so pretty. It's so awesome in the summer when I have my hair in a top knot or pulled off my face in a ponytail. Um, also love the, the coop look, the multiple hoops. I do that a lot in the summertime when my hair is down more so, where I wear bigger hoops on the first hole and then I kind of go, have them go up my ear, but all 
with hoops. Such a pretty look. So classy. Um, anyway, I can't say enough uh, great things about them. They are amazing. And if you are interested in checking them out and shopping for some bling for yourself, you can use the code MINDY15, M-I-N-D-I-E-1-5 upon checkout and get 15% off your first purchase. So check them out. Hey, dating divas and devos. Welcome back to another fun episode of the Race for the Ring. We have an amazing guest for you today. He's coming to us all the way from across the pond. I love to say that. In the UK, <laughs> from London. Um, his name is Dimitri Rexopoulos, and he is a UKCP accredited psychotherapist and executive coach. He's trained at the Minister Center in Queen's Park, London. He specializes in helping women and men and couples create lasting and successful relationships. And we're going to talk all about the ban of sex, what life is like in the UK now after lockdown, and even more juicy stuff. So, welcome, welcome, Dimitri. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, Hi. my pleasure. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah. I love your accent. I had a um, an Australian guest not that long ago, and it was so fun chatting with her. <laughs> you yes. had a you this accent is, yeah, I remember being in, in, uh, in LA once and they just loved the South African accent. I was in on Hermosa Beach actually years ago and they just really loved this accent. And oh, I love so, it. So yeah, everyone yeah. to his own, you know, I whatever know. gets you going, yeah. I was once in My Fair Lady and I had a master of the English accent for a role. So I, oh, I'll spare all of the listeners my pathetic version, but nevertheless, great. it's so fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk a little bit about you. How yeah. did you get into this phenomenon of dating and uh, helping people and this and that? Mm. Was it predominantly, I guess, formulated from your time as a you know, traditional therapist and, and that practice? Well, actually, before I became a therapist, Mindy, I, I always, uh, I always had an act for just wanting to understand how dating works, how relationships work, you know, how people work, and how do people get together? You know, what draws two people together? What's the difference between the sexes? Are men different? Are women different? How are we different in that in that regard? So I always was fascinated by the subject. Then I trained as a psychotherapist, and uh, I found the relationship stuff, the relating, how two people relate, very interesting, and what dynamics are going on. And then later, when I was practicing for a while, I had a lot of a lot of um, women coming to me, um, successful women, career-minded women, uh, doing really well in their lives with friends, but they were struggling with dating and relationships. What was and their was main like, issues? Wow. What do you think it was? The, like the main issue was they couldn't that they they were struggling to attract a guy that really could match them uh, at their potential, and also a guy who could understand them and be with them and form a lasting relationship. Do you think it was so, because men were intimidated by their success? Partly that, but also I think because there is this thing in society that, where it's like, I call it the, the social conditioning, where a lot of women are conditioned to, to believe that if they just do the right thing, go to uni, get a good job, that mm. suddenly Prince Charming will arrive in their lives, that a man will arrive, it'll all just work beautifully. And, you know, before they know it, they'll be in a fantastic relationship. 
And um, a lot of them get very disappointed with that because actually the opposite happens, you know, because there kind of is no trans charming. And when I run my workshops, I've got to kind of break that to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that there is no trans charming. Um, there, there are men out there. I call these men the potential man, a man who is able to potentially um, be that man. But a woman has to kind of mold him. You know, she has to use her. Like clay? Yes, emotionally mold him. Yeah, because remember, yeah, I don't know if you've um, read the amazing book um, by Dr. Byzantine called The Female Brain, where she, and I love that, there was a passage where she said, the communication center in the female brain is three times as big as in the male brain. I love sub- that. I know. Say that, say that again. Times. Say that again, Dimitri. <laughs> so the community, <laughs> I quote Dr. Byzantine. The communication center in the female brain is three mm-hmm. times the size of the same center in the, in the male brain. Knew Whereas it. The, se- Knew the it. sex center is twice as big and the aggression center is twice as big, as big. So if you put a man and a woman opposite each other, you've got this very intuitive being, caring, loving, mm-hmm. um, understanding, understands things. And you've got this, this man on the other side who's kind of not that understanding um and you know sexual center the sexual center is twice as big so men do want sex you know so how do you how do you work that out yeah how does it work you know this is the the kind of um how do you get that yeah you have to so get your that, blow torch out and then melt them i guess and then make make them into the thing <laughs> i love right? that Mindy. an emotional blow torch that is beautiful the thing is how do you do that because what happens is that that guys are very good a guy is, I talk about this quite a lot. Men become very um, sharp and very good when they want to get a woman into bed. You know, that's where most of their that is you know, so that's true. What, that's what They're like yeah, Rico. Su- I call them like Rico Suave. Hi, baby. Rico Suave. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, baby. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They pull out all the charm. Go on, continue. All the charm. You know exactly. There we go. All the charm comes out. Everything mm-hmm. and. A lot of, some women get, get kind of fooled by that, you know. Yeah, they get caught um, up in all that. Yeah. They get caught up in that, yeah. So yeah. the question becomes, how do you let that be there? Let him come with his charm, but then also go, easy, Tiger. Hold it back a bit. Give him a little bit. And then start showing him who you are as a person. Start kind of going towards, you know, well, let's talk about this. Tell me about that. What do you like with this? How was your last relationship? You know, how do you start engage him emotionally? Because you need to kind of understand quite early on, is this guy emotionally connected? Right. And you've got to test him, right? Because if right. it isn't and you keep going and you, you let yourself get, you know, get charmed by him and seduced, um, it's going to end up in bed. And then once he's got what he wants, what's he going to do, Mindy? Sayonara City. Sayonara City. Yeah, good point. That was lovely. Thank you so much. And then you... I say that to my kids. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, Bye-bye. Yeah and, then, yeah. and then you're sitting there devastated, lost. What did I do? Shit. But he liked me. Didn't he like me? And then you call your friend up and you start a whole conversation with her and it goes on and he's, he's miles gone. He's on, on to the next girl. Yeah. Yeah. He wants another notch in his belt. So yeah. what, what, then what would be your advice? Like, I know there's no real set number or rule in terms of how many dates you should go on before you hop into bed, or I don't want to say hop into bed because it make love, like actually have a connection. I have to yeah. say, I, um, I say this a lot, like, and I'm not yeah. just saying it for the sake of the podcast. Like I really 
and not one to be able to do that. Like go into bed, like without having that connection. And I will be like, slow it. We need mm. to take it slow. <laughs> we well, need to many, slow it down. I, 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 and then like, I, they get annoyed with me. And I'm like, well, then you're not for me. I don't really care. Goodbye. You know, I just like, that's just me. That's fantastic. And, but, and that's where you being real and authentic with yourself. I think most women don't want to jump into bed. I yeah. think most women do want a connection. Remember you are relationship beings. Yeah, you're the one that you're the ones that want to create a relationship, create a family. You're the you have the nurturing, uh, you know, thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that's quite that's fine. Um, that that you want to do that. Uh, I think women will sleep with a guy quite quickly when the guy will seduce them into thinking that if she does that, then it's going to be a relationship. You know? Right, or they're afraid that they're going, they're going to lose him perhaps, and they want they don't want to lose him because they you know, they, they like him. So they're going to give in and be like, well, if I do this, then he'll like me or like, he'll want to hang out with me again or take me on another date or yeah, no, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I think Mm. it's hard. Probably. I know just from my girlfriends, like, you know, it's probably hard for women and men. I mean, if, you know, whomever is the seducer might be, you know, um, you know, to say no, when, it's you kind of want to say yes, but you, I don't know, you know, it's not the right thing for you. You have to serve yourself first. Right. So yeah. is there a set, like, is back to my question, is there a set number of dates or there isn't encounters? A set of okay. Okay. There isn't a set number of encounters, but I would say this is what I talk about a lot, a lot, a lot when I'm, when I'm coaching or when I'm doing one-to-one mm-hmm. work or whether it's a workshop, I talk a lot about intuition right intuition mm-hmm. so we have the, i call the workshop the fierce and feminine or when i do the work my work's called fierce and feminine you had to be fierce and feminine and get the guy you want yeah so basically the fierce side is about boundaries and it's about assertiveness yeah mm-hmm. it's about doing what you do and you're going no i'm not going to have sex with you i'd love to i love sex as much as you do you know we could jump in the sack and have sex all day i'd love it but then mm-hmm. i'm not going to kind of get what i want and that right. is a relationship. And I know that you're very sex geared as a man. And the minute that I give you, you know, I give, I give you the prize, you're going to, it's like a dog. Yeah. You give a dog filled steak and then you, you want to feed him dog, uh, dog food. Yeah. Not they're not taking it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Get this dog food away. Give me the steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there's not a set number of days, but what I would say is that Get the relating thing going. So hold back, hold back. You know, you can have a kiss or something. That's okay. Give him a little bit and get the relating thing going and just make it and, and test him to see, well, do you really like me? Mm-hmm. And actually liking me is going to be a lot better because if you like me and you hang out with me and I know that you're going to be there and we can get something going, a relationship, you're going to get sex every single minute of the day. If you can handle it, most men can't, but, sorry. but you know what I mean? That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So don't worry. There'll be so much yeah. sex on tap that you won't be able to, you know, like the beer when it overflows, you won't be able to, you know, to handle it. So that's kind of where you're taking him. Yeah. And also if you want to be with them, like I don't, it takes me personally, everybody's different, but it takes me a while yeah. to feel like I want to be intimate with somebody because I don't, I mean, I don't know. I got when it I was younger, got, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I'd be attracted on the outside, but now I feel like I have to almost be not almost, I have to be more attracted on the inside to appreciate the outside. If that makes sense. So yeah, because yeah. you know, you're a feeling being women are very feeling beings. So you come from the feeling you want to feel that it feels right. Right. And that's why I talk about intuition, building your intuition. You know, you, your, a woman's intuition is a hundred times stronger, more powerful than a man's. You know, it's the one tool you have. It's your guide. It guides you. 
trust mm-hmm. it. And trust it. Yeah, and that's probably trust it. a lot of battle. women. Yeah, they hear it and then they go, "No, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to you. Leave it. They push it aside." Yeah. What is that about? You know, I don't think they just push it aside. I'm like, why are you pushing the one thing that can actually guide you? Mm-hmm. You know, into mm-hmm. understanding what this man's about. You know, maybe, so maybe they don't trust themselves yet. You know, they don't have the confidence or what. I don't yeah, know. Because, I'm just saying. Well, yeah. No, you you you're you're so right. I mean, they don't trust themselves because that's what the conditioning has done. Mm-hmm. So I will talk a lot about, I usually talk a lot about social conditioning, cultural conditioning, depends what your culture is, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, as a woman, what, what's the cultural conditioning being, what, what is your culture telling you to do, how to behave as a woman, mm-hmm. and in, but what I found that there is a general social conditioning where we still haven't come out of it, even though a lot of women want to believe that they are now independent, there is still this thing, oh, maybe the man knows better. Yeah, um, I believe that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's subtle, yeah, no, isn't it? I, I feel that way yeah. too. I think it's like how, what's in, how you're raised and like things like that. And yeah, and just Yeah, culturally. just things that have happened in the family and stuff and the way mom was a dad. And it's kind of like, oh, the man knows. Yeah, no, totally. he, no he doesn't. No, <laughs> no. he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> exactly. So this is a really good segue into what I wanted to get into with you is that ban on sex over uh, on your neck of the mm. woods. So I yeah. guess your whole like, um, you know, philosophy on relationships was perfect for this ban that the government said um, during the lockdown that they weren't mm. allowed. It wasn't really a ban on sex. I guess it was just more that you couldn't have more than like two or more people weren't allowed to be indoors together. So yeah. I think that, that don't know each the other news twisted it around and made it all about that so what what did that do then for the people um you know in london and, and you know uh, dealing with that sort of situation in britain really because it was all over um well you know. you know what i think i think people that probably did want to have sex probably went and had i don't know but i think what, what i think what the what the what the what yeah what the lockdown did in general was not being able to hug people not being able to you know yeah. to be two meters apart not being able to meet people in different households it really um, left people feeling quite sad, you know, that they couldn't be, they couldn't have that intimacy of a hug. A lot of people, you know, were saying, well, I can't even hug someone, you know, am I allowed to even hug someone? You weren't permitted you know. to hug? No, you couldn't hug. No, we had two meters. You couldn't hug. Well, two oh, I didn't realize that. Oy. I mean, you know, you're yeah. supposed to be like six feet apart, but like here, like you can still hug. No one's going to cite you if you hug. I mean, it's not the smartest choice probably. I mean, no, you could, no, you could hug. It wasn't, it wasn't banned, but I mean, people would not, would not be hugging, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I know. That's true. I think there's a lot of side effects with that. People feeling very disconnected and, you know, isolated and sad in general, like whether you're in a relationship or not having to have, you know, I think the one thing they did do was that if you were if you were a boyfriend and girlfriend and you were living in different households, you had to make a decision. If mm-hmm. you lived in different households, you couldn't see each other. If you lived in, you know, if you wanted to be together, you had to move into the same household. And what were, do you know, like what most people did? I, I think quite a few people did move in together. Yeah, I would, I think. You know, which yeah. changed the dynamics in different households, with some which house sharing. Um, and also that's interesting for a couple because it depends on you know, the stage they were in. Some couples, you know, if you're not in the stage where you want to move in, now you've got to move in. because Yeah, you but you make a quick decision if they're the right mate, right? Yeah, you suddenly go, oh, sorry, <laughs> You know, you know. learn about them quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Back tough. Back to Dimitri to see what I'll do, yeah. So that was tough as well. Mm-hmm. So what's I mean, it like now? Friend, oh, go ahead, I'm now, sorry. Well, now it's funny you mentioned about the kissing thing because uh, um, it is that now people are going on dates and thinking, well, do I kiss the guy? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to get into that because we talked a little bit about that before we started. Yeah, so yeah. that's People tough. Said- I find myself in the same predicament because, I mean, I'm dating and, right. you know, so, I still like really have to like this one to kiss him because like you're basically almost putting your life. It's not just for me. It's more about like my kids and my parents who are older. Like sure. I, I care about my health, but I care more about infecting other people that I want to still be able to see. So go ahead. Cool. I want to hear what you have to say about that. Well, I mean, uh, the, it's, it's that question, isn't it? But, but I think that the thing that you have to ask yourself, they say that some people are asymptomatic and carrying the virus, right? But, and they say that the virus is very, it's, it's, it's very, it's very contagious. If, if you're sitting, if you were on a date with someone and you're fairly close, uh, aren't you going to get the virus anyway? Is the kissing going to, I'm just, it's just a question that I have, you know? Um, of course, the kissing may be, you know, the mixing of the fluids and that is, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, people are holding back, you know, people, yeah. some are holding back, some are not. Um, some people hooked up during the whole lockdown is that that's happened as well, you know. Um, but th- there is that in people's minds now, of course, you're thinking, well, a bit like the AIDS, the AIDS epidemic, you know, do I now, you know, do I kiss this person? Will it's I scary. get the virus? It's scary. Yeah. Very you're scary not even thing. thinking of it before it was like, I mean, having sex was kind of scary because you could get a disease or, you know, whatever, yeah. pregnant, da, 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 da. And now you're factoring just having an innocent kiss. Like that could really, yeah, it's just crazy world, well, right? Like you said, you could go home to your kids, you, you know, your parents, you know, yeah. people that are, that are more vulnerable. Yeah. Um, not great for promoting uh, intimacy amongst people, is it? Not not great. No, for, which leads me to my next question. Flow, <laughs> so, how viable are relationships when the intimacy is essentially stripped away? I mean, let's just stick with the couple that is not kissing, or they're fairly new to each other. I mm-hmm. guess if you've been dating someone for six months, you're going to kiss them. I mean, it's just it is what it is. I would think most people would be um, if you're romantic, right? Mm-hmm. But let's just say like, you know, you met someone pre lockdown, and then you were dating online and uh, digitally, I should say virtually. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe you've done the six feet apart outside social distance. And now you've moved on to like actually having meals with them. But like still, the Not- ones that survived that, I mean, because a lot of people that were dating in the lockdown, just, it was difficult because they, you know, you had to have socially distance dates. Mm-hmm. You couldn't touch, you couldn't, you know, and, and so the ones that survived that, let's say, because probably a lot of them didn't, you know, because without the intimacy, it does become difficult. People get frustrated, don't they? If I can't kiss someone, some people are like, if I can't kiss that person, if I can't do what I feel in the moment, if I, if I can't do that, well then, you know, and it happens again, it happens over a few dates, then... Mm-hmm it's going to put a lot of pressure on you, isn't it? And more than likely you're going to separate, but let's say someone survives it. Okay. So someone mm-hmm. has survived it. Great. Carry on. Yeah. And now you're dating. Now you can meet up. You can go to a restaurant. You can go to a cafe. Um, and what were you saying? Do you, what is What pressure does that put on? What was your well, does it make the relationship stronger if there's like that tension? Um, or does it, does it, I guess, eventually like, hurt the relationship without that that the well, sense I mean, of touch look, maybe we can look at you know the people who don't have sex before marriage how do they do it you know it's like they just keep getting to know each other so if what are you seeing with real- your clients though like are they are they feeling like they're in better like the ones that are dating and in relationships with people that they weren't they weren't cohabitating with like they're fairly new relationships or they met them during you know the quarantine do you find that they are um 
feeling connected to their dates that the people that they're like maybe spending time with now, or is it harder for them to move the relationship along because of the fact that they're not able to, you know, do traditional yeah, things with, like with kissing and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, with my coaching clients, I have seen that actually, uh, it has been difficult. It, it's put an extra strain on the already difficult yeah. field of dating, online dating. It's already difficult, you know, so, so it what, has put a it, it has put more of a strain on on it. Again, I, I think it's it's uh, building the connection. It's about again the same decisions are going to be made anyway. You know, if you have, I think if two people really have a connection, if they've worked on themselves and they are and, and they are ready to to be with someone, if energetically they've raised their energy, they've done work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're not waiting for Prince for Prince Charming to arrive. The guys are waiting for the princess to you know to arrive, mm-hmm. and there is a good connection. Then there's a good vibe and there's a good energy. Uh, I think they can they can take it all the way through, where they can build the trust and then they can make an informed decision and they can say right, we're gonna now. Now you could know. go get COVID tests together. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's so yeah. romantic, especially the one that goes up your nose. Oh, how awesome! Yeah, two for do one. Take, yeah, you take this COVID test and then we'll be with me. The matrimonial. Oh my god, that's funny. I, I mean, it isn't, but it is. And if you visualize it, I wonder if that's going to be the trend. People doing that eventually. So, what yeah. do, what what actionable tips can you then offer for our listeners who? are afraid to be intimate. Um, you know, I guess if you're going to kiss, you might as well, and you want to have sex, you might as well go for it. Cause you're kissing the person. You're already going to like catch it. Right. It's, it, you know, it's not like a sexually transmitted disease. That's a whole other, that was the other conversation yeah. about waiting because it's the right time for your relationship. But those, those, I think um, I, I like what you said now, maybe get tested. If you're afraid, I mean, there's this, the virus is out there. It's real. Um, and you know, so, and it does, you know, people do get infected with it and we get this whole asymptomatic thing and, you know, I mean, uh, be sensible, um, get tested. I mean, make your own decision in that way, but get to know someone really well, uh, get to know their family, get to know, you know, and, and talk about it, talk about it and, and, and make a decision through talking. And, uh, if not, why not get tested? Yeah, and then just that, but, make sure you stay safe after you, if you test negative, yeah, but, you don't put yourself also, at think, risk again. Yeah, this is this is another way also to get to know someone, isn't it? Because right now you're bringing up the COVID thing, aren't you? You already you already thinking to yourself, okay, so where does Minda go? Does she go out all the time? Does she is, is she a risk taker? Do you know what I mean? Or is she someone? Yeah, Minda <laughs> lives a pretty boring life. <laughs> Minnie's a workaholic. Minnie likes to read. Minnie's like involved in too many things at once. And I'm a single mom. Oh, yeah. So yeah, no. Those I mean, I definitely am dating, but my life is very low-key for the most personally, for the most part. <laughs> well, you but that's great. You can put COVID, COVID healthy. No, yeah, low risk COVID. that could be like my headliner on my maybe we need classifications, <laughs> right? Low risk COVID, you know what I mean? But of course, people are thinking safety girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, god um I anyway mean, this was, there was this one thing i'll tell you there was this one um this one person that told me that she uh she did go on a date um with somebody and this the i think it was the guy yeah and then and then this uh this woman pitched up with the whole mask mask and, and oh, you know and, and and can you imagine that now you go on a date and someone but that person was very worried about covid and i mean you know, yeah was, no i don't blame yeah yeah. At least he knew what she looked like under the mask, right? Can you imagine if like <laughs> can you imagine? 
gosh. I'm like, this is awful. I'm probably gonna get so much backlash because I'm making later. Yeah, I know. Reveal, reveal I know. Can you imagine that you have this fake profile and then you show yeah. up with your whole like face covered and, and the whole nine and you're dating and you're dating and then one day you get back into your you know intimate room like ready to go and she takes off the mask and not what you thought and you go <laughs> oh no shit <laughs> i wish you had COVID. No, no, like, yeah oh god i, mean, this, I know this, this I is mean, the madness this is the madness of what's crazy, crazy. You know what i mean you it's have to like, laugh at it a little bit or you go crazy right i mean you're a therapist my yeah. big tip is always that I always say is talk. This is the big thing. Communicate. Don't mm -hmm. leave anything. You know, if you feel something, if you sense something about someone, bring it up. Say it. You know, you know how safe are you with COVID? I mean, you know, uh, you know, get to know the person. And this is what you know, as as a woman, especially, you need to do is to to to, to ask these questions and not to be afraid mm -hmm. to kind of get in there. You know, what is your, yeah, so, you know, have you been through COVID? What, how do you, to understand how they think mm -hmm. and how they act. And then from there you can decide, you know, okay, you know, you can make an informed choice as informed as possible. You never know with this thing, but as informed as possible. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not going to have the test, you know, if you're not going to go through all that process of getting the antibody test, which takes three days and you've got to, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um then at least you can make a, a very informed, intuitive choice and say, right, I'm going to take this risk, whatever. It's a 10% risk. It's a 20% risk. I'm going to take it. Right. Um, this person feels safe to me. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Because you have to live at the end of the day. I mean, you have to be smart and make, you know, obviously intelligent choices, but we can't live like hermits either in some way. If it's not, not healthy for your mind. Yeah. I mean, there's like a, a given give and take with that, I think a little bit. So um, I, had, I had a question that literally just escaped me. Mm, gotta hate that. This happens in real life too, not just during a podcast. Anyway, hopefully it'll come to me before we wrap up. Um, I guess I was going to, oh, I know what I was gonna say. I think that um, the fact that we have to be more cautious about the touch and the element, whether it be kissing, intimacy, whatever, um, mm -hmm. kind of takes a little of the pressure off People like me, you know, or just in general who don't necessarily want to, as you say, hop in yeah. the sick, you know, um, right away, you know, because it, you obviously have other reasons hop to. <laughs> you can laugh, Dimitri. I'm funny. No, I'm just kidding. That's funny. If you can see, if you at home can see, he's like cracking up at all my jokes, even though I don't hear him laughing. <laughs> I have heard. Hopping the sack. I think I'm funny. I laugh at this myself. This is a COVID, all day long. a COVID safe sack. You know what I mean? I know exactly. Um, oh boy. Anyway, yeah. I think it. I mean, in some ways, it's like it, it takes a little pressure off of you having to be in that sticky situation and be like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, I mean, you should still be honest and authentic, but I think it's a good excuse too. I, I think also that it's taken the wind out of the sails of a lot of guys who are quite pushy, you know? Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's been a relief for women to actually, you know, I'm going to go there with a guy and maybe for a month we can take sex off the agenda, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can actually get to know each other. You know, guys push for that, but also guys remember that, that their testosterone feel, they don't even know that they don't really want to have sex. They want to have sex at some point, but they also kind of want to get to know you. But that yeah. testosterone gets in there and they just keep going and they, they think they want the sex. And when they get the sex, they're like, oh, hang on, that wasn't that. That wasn't really a connection. What did I just do there? I just jumped in the sack, as you say, Mindy, and I just hopped in the sack and I've hopped back out of the sack. And I haven't really got enough potatoes out of the sack. I'm like, what, what have I, well, I haven't even, you know, what have I got? 
so this maybe does help in a way where yeah take take your time with it just get the yeah. connection going get the laughter going get the fun going get the humor going enjoy the person a little bit you know mm-hmm. and as i say to 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 when i do workshops when i'm with clients you can always jump in the sack it's not the hardest thing in the world to do is it the sack is always bed, going to be there. You take your clothes yeah. off and you, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's not like it's a big uh, operation. That no, you like, oh, I have that song in my head. Now let's talk about sex. You know that song? Let's Just talk, talk about, about sex. sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh boy. Okay. So as we wrap up, Dimitri, because we're almost out of time, can oh, you offer, okay. I know it's fun though, right? Mm. Um, can you offer our listeners, I guess, some um, tips about ways that they can be intimate without being intimate, like get, like icebreakers or maybe not icebreakers, that's the wrong terminology, but things that they yeah. can do with their partners, um, whether they're dating for a week, a month, you know, obviously fairly newer relationships that may not be in the sack yeah. yet um, yeah. so that they can kind of get to know each other a little better. Great. Right. Number one, slow it down. When you're talking to someone, try and do more listening, you know, mm-hmm. uh, work on the empathy side, empathy, try to take somebody in, you know what I mean? Look at them, get some eye contact going, take them in first. You know, mm-hmm. when they're saying things, listen, don't be in a rush to respond, you know, Take your time with that. Build that connection. Yeah. Uh, for the men, I would say masculine presence is very important. Just be there. Be there and listen to a woman. It's not just to say, you know, let her speak. Mm-hmm. Let her express what she wants to say. Yeah. Um, that then creates an environment for a woman to actually be able to be herself. And then she starts being funny. She starts, you know, she starts showing more of herself. Women need to trust you as a guy. They need to trust the space that you create yeah and then they and then they will open up more when they open up more you take that and then you feel good yeah and then yeah. you take that and give that back to her and it becomes like a dance yeah? a waltz. That deep, the waltz yeah um don't be afraid to talk about feelings as well you know talk to, don't be afraid to bring things in that are slightly not right away but slowly as you get that connection going and there's laughter and there's and and, and, and there's humor um, and there's banter, there's nice banter. You can also start bringing in some things that are real, you know. So for, for the guys, it's okay to be a little vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, bring in some stuff that, you know, stop trying to be this macho um, uh, Superman guy that does everything. It, it doesn't work. You know? No, you can't be everything to everybody. Just be your exactly. Own. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so, bring in some feelings. Then, when a woman sees that you're a bit vulnerable and brings in feelings, she immediately her heart opens. She embraces that, and then she gives you more. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. can be very powerful. I remember, I remember once we would do this exercise when I was doing some um, some cornergetics in, uh, in in Holland. I was doing this amazing course, and what you would do is you would stand opposite somebody. And you would just start looking at them, connecting with the eyes, keeping eye contact, and you would start moving your body, Hmm. you know, in a central way. And you start getting really, but you wouldn't touch. You start Hmm. doing it. The energy would start flowing. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then the energy would start flowing from the one to the other. You know what I mean? So, you know, you can do things like that. You can, you can play with that. And that, that, that raises the energy level and you don't even need to touch. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So for people listening that want to find you, Dimitri, how can they find you? Well, I'm online. Not, they can reach out and not touch you. How do you do it? Reach out and not touch you. Yeah, we're going to have to do online sessions anyway. All the sessions are online now. So 
Um, and it's funny, I do have a client in New York, actually, that I'm still, you know, we, you know he moved from London to New York. And we oh, got, awesome. I'm in New York, York, too. You should come actually, out, hang out sometime. Cool. Yeah, he met, he met his, uh, a woman now that he's dating, and he's, uh, she's, uh, she's a New Yorker, so that's really interesting. He's that's awesome. Yorker. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, they can find me, uh, my website's online. It's www.dimitriroftcounseling.com. Okay. So www.dimitriroftcounseling.com. Awesome. And also I have a Facebook, page, a Facebook page called The Relationship Revolution where it's all about, you know, getting people to understand the myths of relationships and really let go of the conditioning and get more connected. I love so, that. Re- the Relationship Revolution, is that the name of your yeah, Facebook? Exactly. Okay, cool. Revolution. All right. It's my Facebook page and it's about, you know, getting rid of all the myths and all the, all the stuff around it that just clogs it and keeps it in a stale place and, awesome. and getting it alive. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate all of your insight and advice. Stay safe out there. And yeah, yeah, it's great talking to um, somebody in New York. I do love New York a lot. It's one of my favorite places. Yeah. I had my 50th birthday in New York, just so you know. Oh, that's so cool. Wait, you said you had your which birthday that you have in New York? My 50th birthday in New York. You had like past tense? How old are you? I'm 52 now. You look amazing. I was like, I know, I, I'm good, like, don't I? I'm in great, yeah, I'm in great shape, yeah. You look awesome. I mean, I'm gonna take a picture really quick for social media. Everybody that knows me knows I'm like a social media crazy person. Um, so I'm in PR. Okay, smile, cheese. Everybody can see that. I'm. <laughs> everybody, I'm like, go back to my feed and see that. So thanks, Dimitri. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks for having me, Mindy. Right. Thank you. It's been Have great. Have a good one. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Furco's Fine Jewelry. The family-owned, multi-generational family jeweler is known for their handcrafted custom designs. Not only do they create stunning rings, they have an incredible array of personalized gemstones, personalized pieces, and of course, diamonds. Follow them on Instagram at Furco's Fine Jewelry or head right over to their website at furcosfinejewelry.com. Furco's is F-E-R-K-O-S, Fine Jewelry. And if you use the code MINDY15, M-I-N-D-I-E-1-5, when checking out, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. Shine on. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. 
Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.